you're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits. I'm your host, Mike Olander, State Director of AARP North Carolina, broadcasting here from WPTF and its powerful 50,000 watts. Uh, 50,000 watts of disrupt aging. Disrupting aging is what we're going to be doing here to our 1.1 million AARP members here in North Carolina. And to everyone listening, let me welcome you to our show premiere. Yes, this is the very first show of what will be many, many weekly programs here on WPTF and on our podcast, AARP Without Limits, disrupting aging, stereotypes, and making life better for all people of all ages and abilities um, from one generation to the next. Um, I am really, really looking forward to this experience with you all. I hope that you will take advantage of the opportunity to reach out to us at AARP Without Limits at aarp.org. Send us an email. Give us your feedback. Send us your recommendations for guests, topics that you want to hear discussed that have to do with aging in America and especially aging here in the Tar Heel State. I am joined, going to be joined at the hip, should I say, for (laughs) every week for the next year or so with my partner in crime here, our uh, Production engineer, superstar, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing great. You're stuck with me, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, that this is the case, but I, I'm going to do my best to, I'm to hoping, lift you up, or at least not pull you down too much. I'm hoping I'm not making a mistake here. That doesn't sound too, too confident here. Jason's kidding, of course. Uh, he and I uh, uh, um, are looking forward very much. We've had many discussions on this program and the focus of it and how we're going to be doing it, and um, we are just really, really thrilled to be here with you. And again, if you're not able to catch us live. You're going to have the opportunity, every opportunity to listen to this program on our podcast, which we're going to be sharing very widely throughout our social media at ARP North Carolina, including Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we'll be on our state website, which is arp.org slash nc. And uh, WPTF will also have the podcast hosting here. It's sort of the mothership, right, uh, where you can see uh, hear our program and all the other wonderful offerings that are here. Um, at this station, at this family of stations here. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about. Um, and, um, you know, over the course of the coming months and over the course of the coming years, we're going to be tackling a lot. And again, I, for those of you who are just joining us, this is the premier broadcast of ARP Without Limits. Um, and uh, on our first show, you know, we want to make sure that we're bringing you really, really timely information. And uh, in a couple of minutes, we're going to introduce our first guest because, Jason, I don't know if you've heard, I heard this rumor something about this being election season. Or you think so? You th- I, like? I may have heard a political ad or two. Maybe, you know, one maybe just or before this show started. God help us all and God uh, bless us all for being able to get through the campaign season. So many ads that are out there. Obviously, uh, lots of ads is an indication of a of our fi- very vibrant democracy. Um, and we are going to be hearing from a nonpartisan source. Um, uh, to find out a little bit more about what's going on with the process of voting this year. Because, uh, 
You may have also heard, Jason, there was a thing called COVID-19 we all dealt with. I'm, I'm familiar. Last couple of years. Very, very disruptive to, and I don't mean to downplay that, folks. I know so many, so many were so uh, disrupted and had their uh, lives changed, um, um, not for the better, over the course of the last couple of years. And uh, I know all of us, I think, appreciate certain things so much better. Um, but anyway, I mentioned COVID because, of course, we had uh, an election, you know, pri- in the primary election earlier this year and some other elections of other parts of the country during COVID, presidential election, of course, um, and rule there were rule changes and things like that, and um, we're kind of getting back to more normal again. And But there's confusion, right? There's confusion over that. And, of course, we also had a census take place, so we've got new districts and so forth. Lots of questions out there. Lots of folks reach out to AARP because we do nonpartisan voter engagement work. Um, people have got questions, you know, um, and uh, about voting. And so our, our guest today uh, is going to walk us through some of that and be able to point us to some really good resources to get some good information um, in these last 48 hours before Election Day. I know it's down to the wire, but this was the earliest we could start our new program, ARP Without Limits, here on WPTF. So um, I want to highlight one real quick thing before we we get into the, the, the meat of our program today, and that is community service. Now, a lot of people have different perceptions about what ARP is. What you may not know is that for over 60 years now, ARP has been around, right, 38 million members. We do so much work, okay, just in a typical non-pandemic year here in North Carolina alone, ARP does about 500 free public programs per year, 500, okay? Many of them, and in fact, I'd say at least half of them are run by volunteers, They are people just like you, uh, who you know in your community, people who want to give back, who have a skill set, or who want to develop a skill set, but want to make a positive impact in their community, and they volunteer. And we are so honored, ARP, to have so many of them. And we have about 500 uh, what we call state-managed volunteers uh, here in North Carolina, meaning they work with ARP North Carolina and not with like ARP tax aid or driver safety or what have you. One of the things that we get to do at, uh, at the ARP North Carolina state office is to recognize volunteers, not just ARP, but others through something called the Andrus Award. And I'm just letting folks know out there, if you know a mover and shaker, somebody who's making life better for other people in your community, I want you to go to ARP's website. If you go to ARP.org slash NC, or you can send us an email, ARPwithoutlimits at AARP.org. Um, we can let you know how you can nominate somebody for the AARP Andrus Award. The Andrus, which is named after AARP's founder, Ethel Percy Andrus, is the highest volunteer recognition reward that AARP offers. It's done once a year, and a good number of the times it's not even people who work with AARP. It's just people who are out there making a difference. And uh, the deadline is November 14th for that. And so, again, reach out to us at ARP Without Limits at ARP.org if you would like more information on that, or you can just Google Andrus um, and see where the nomination uh, form is there. So that is really important. I wanted to make sure we got that in before we got to our guests. And I have to say for our first show here, Jason, I'm really, really excited uh, to have 
you know, we want to do relevant programming on this program, and there's nothing more relevant right now than to have the executive director of the State Board of Elections, uh, which is Karen Brimson Bell, um, to talk to us about our election coming up. Karen, thank you so much for being with us. So glad to be with you and honored to be your first guest. I think there's something um, you're pretty significant about that because when you really think about elections and and setting policy in the direction of our state, it starts at the voting booth. So uh, maybe it's appropriate that I'm the first guest. It is. I share your feelings exactly, and I'm so pleased. And I'm holding in my hand right now uh, uh, something I got in the mail from the State Board of Elections, and um, this happens to be the Judicial Voter Guide for 2022 for the midterm general election. This is one of, of a, at least a couple that I have received from you guys, which I find to be a very, very helpful resource. So aside from these voter guides, what should our listeners know about what the State Board of Election does? Well, glad to know you've got your voter guide. Um, that's a wonderful program that we have carried out for many years to make sure people are informed, particularly about the judicial candidates. Um, that's how it's framed. Uh, we don't get to publicize about the other candidates, but we at least can provide information on the judicial candidates. And you know, that's just one of many hats that we wear at the State Board of Elections and at the 100 County Boards of Elections. I think you know one of the incredibly important parts that folks need to understand is that in every county and at the state, there are five members who make up the actual board that give oversight to the administration. So I'm the chief administrator and the chief election official, but, you know, I'm selected and appointed by a board of five members, uh, three of the governor's party and two of the next largest party. So right now we have three Democrats and two Republicans, and that's the makeup in the counties as well. And then you have day-to-day staff who are public servants who are you know, ensuring the conduct of elections. We also in North Carolina have responsibilities to campaign finance. So we uh, audit and ensure compliance in campaign finance um, by the campaigns, the political action committees, and so forth. But, you know, our overall job is to ensure that every eligible voter is able to exercise their right to vote, no matter what voting method. Um, We implement the policy that's adopted by the legislature or determined by the courts. and, And we do that day in and day out. It's not just those two days out of the year when we have election days. That is quite a list of tasks and responsibilities that you guys do. I don't know if our listeners realize exactly how wide-ranging and important the work is that you all do. Early voting just stopped. Uh, We're now 48 hours from election day. Just curious, and I know you guys are still crunching the numbers and so forth, but Early, the news reports from across the country overall have been that early voting turnout has been very high. How has it been here in North Carolina similarly? It is consistent with what we've been seeing. Early voting is our most uh, popular voting method by North Carolinians. We've also seen a tremendous uptick in the use of absentee by mail as well. Um, so we, there's still folks to come out on Election Day, though, so please make sure to do that. But um, at first, it looked like we were a little slower on um, our early voting um turnout. But what we came to realize is in 2018, we had Wednesday, the, uh, a win, an additional Wednesday for voting. And so the it was hard to put apples to apples. But as we moved through the early voting period, uh, the 17 days, uh, turnout continued to increase. And uh, it, it's a strong turnout 
for early voting, absentee by mail, and hopefully heading into Election Day, we'll have an overall strong turnout for this election. More voices is good news. We're going to continue our conversation with Karen Bell after we return. This is ARP Without Limits here on WPTF. And we are back. AARP Without Limits. I'm Mike Olander with AARP North Carolina. This has been our premier broadcast of this new program here on WPTF. And we have been speaking with the Executive Director of North Carolina State Board of Elections, Karen Brimson-Bell. Karen, Election Day is just a couple of days away, but I know there are a couple of still key deadlines that people need to know about. Is that right? That's right. Um, Let's unpack a couple of things here. So uh, with if anyone's requested an absentee by mail ballot and has not returned it at this point, it must be postmarked by election day, or it can be returned to the County Board of Elections office by 5 p.m. on election day. Uh, if it's mailed, then we must receive it within three days of the election. However, this year that falls on Veterans Day. So we have Uh, extended that to November the 14th, but it must be postmarked Election Day and received by November the 14th in order to be considered uh, for counting. Uh, If someone's going to vote on Election Day, just remember that you must go to your precinct polling place. And if you don't know where that is, go to ncsbe.gov, use the voter search tool, and it'll tell you uh, where your polling place location is. It'll also provide you with a sample ballot. All Election Day voting sites are open 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. So I think those are really key. And if anyone's not able to enter the voting place um, for a disability or health reason, uh, they can go into a curbside voting spot and a precinct official will come out and do they'll be your feet. They'll bring you the ballot out and they'll take the ballot back in for you. And if somebody is voting absentee, I know there are restrictions on where, like if they wanted to hand deliver it, they can't bring it, they shouldn't bring it to their polling site, right? They should bring it to their county board of elections. That's correct. Um, While we had early voting going on, they could bring the ballot to the early voting site. But now if they need to return other than by mail, they would bring it to the county board of elections by 5 p.m. on election day. Very important to know. And we're going to be having these, uh, this information up on our Facebook ARP uh, North Carolina's Facebook page um, with a link to this program as well so people can make sure that they've they've got this accurate or they've got the accurate information that they need so they're not making mistakes and finding themselves in a position where their vote's not being counted. Uh, we absolutely do not want to do that. You'd referenced before a, a website and I want to give you the, the opportunity to share that again. We've got this is a new situation we've got this this year, um, where we have not only we're kind of past COVID, um, quote unquote, past COVID, but uh, we had a census and we've got newly drawn districts, right? We've got a new congressional district, the 14th down in the Charlotte area. People have questions if they're this last minute, last 48 hours, they're not sure. Is their old polling site still valid for them? Like, where do they go to get that information quickly? We encourage every voter before any election to look up their information at ncsbe.gov. So that's the State Board of Elections website. There's the voter search tool. They'll put in their information um, and it'll bring up their precinct information. It'll indicate which districts they are part of, whether that be a congressional district, what that is, or even, you know, a county commissioner or something like that if they're in a place that has districts. Um, and so, uh, and then that also gives them a sample ballot so they'll know what their ballot looks like going in. And that makes 
things go more smoothly when a lot of the election ballots right now are rather long. So good to know in advance um, and be able to do your research. Um, You know, we it does cause confusion, but we've had a lot of changes in our congressional district lines and even our legislative lines in North Carolina. Um, it even went to court, and I can say that we're not done yet because the way the court decision came down is we'll have different congressional district lines uh, by the time we have the 2024 election. So uh, that's why it's so important. Everybody before every election should check out um, their information in advance. Uh, and it also just recognize that we've had to move some polling places. So um, that's another thing. Your precinct line may not have changed, but your polling place may have changed. And that information is also on that voter search tool at ncsbe.gov. Well, that's very good. And again, we'll have that link on there. And yeah, you don't, people don't want to be finding out last minute when they're there. You know, you make time in your day on election day, if you're choosing to vote on election day, to go, you know, you get to carve out time in your schedule to do, to go vote. And then if you find out you're in the wrong place or something, that can be very stressful and frustrating and kind of looking for information. So if you're not sure, folks, make sure you, you double check and, and make sure that you're, you're going to the right place and you're, you're voting. Um, um, you have the opportunity for your, for your vote to be able to count. What about voter, you know, one of the questions we get every now and then is voter ID because we had a law that was passed a few years ago and it's been caught up in the courts. And then I know there was a lot, a lot of rumors where is this, you know, could a we get a court ruling before election day, obviously in 48 hours, that's not going to happen now. But just can anything you can tell us about that? What, what do people need to know about voter ID right now? There is not a requirement for voter ID in North Carolina at this point in time. That's still tied up in court. And uh, so, you know, our job at the State Board of Elections is to administer the law as it's written and um, or as the court directs us. And so right now we will not be asking anyone for an ID uh, when they present themselves to vote. Uh, One of the other things I do want to point out is if anyone has any issues when they go to their polling place or a polling place on Election Day where they're not on the books or they've shown up at the wrong place, always know that there's an option to ask for a provisional ballot and the precinct workers will also present you with that option Um, and that you know that's fail-safe voting it means that we can get your registration record updated we can get you a ballot um, and you know we will look for your eligibility in case maybe you went to DMV to update your registration and that didn't process properly or you've moved within your county and now you're not at the right polling place we can offer you a provisional ballot if you don't want to go to the correct polling place so that's always out there. In this last 48 hours before Election Day, is there anything else that voters really need to know um, at this point before Election Day? You know, what I really want to reassure voters is that we have bipartisan officials who are there at those polling places. They're, you know, members of the community. You've probably passed them in the grocery store or might know them from the church choir. And so, you know, those folks are really volunteers who are the heart and soul of what we do at about 2,500 polling places around this state. So we could not do this without them. Um, and, you know, they're there to greet you. They've been trained. They are ready to make sure that we have a safe and fair and accurate election. And they'll follow the chain of custody procedures, get everything back to the uh, elections office on election night. We'll upload those results as quickly as we can. Um, so, And those will be displayed at ncsbe.gov also. Um, so that is your one-stop source for information if, there's, if you can't find what you're looking for. Um, and then always re- know that you can reach out to the State Board of Elections or your County Board of Elections. They are the trusted source of information. Please don't rely on social media. There's a lot of mis- and disinformation so much, out yeah. there. So 
go to the source. We're the ones who are conducting the election. We're, our boards will be the ones certifying the election. So contact the state board or your county board of elections or always visit ncsbe.gov. Right. Thank you so much for all this really great information. We've been speaking with Karen Brinson-Bell, who is the executive director of the North Carolina State Board of Elections. One last thing I want to ask you, just curious here, you know, we, we did a, a program, or uh, we have an upcoming program, should I say, that uh, that I want to do here at WPTF, which is addressing myths that people have about aging and so forth. Are there any myths about the State Board of Elections <laughs> that you'd like the opportunity to address while we've got another, you know, in our last two minutes? Oh, there's many myths to the point that we even have on our social media, Mythbuster Monday. So people mm. can follow our social media on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook and learn about some of the facts. There is a lot of uh, there's a lot of variation elections are run by the states so not every state does the same thing so you may have lived somewhere else and not be familiar with our processes in North Carolina so we try to uh, bust those myths and um, and try to give people the facts about how voting really does work Great. Thank you very much for that. I uh, want to thank you, uh, Karen Brinson-Bell uh, from the State Board of Elections for being with us in the last minute or so here. Uh, I just want to share it with folks. You know, we are really, really excited about this program here, ARP Without Limits. We're going to be joining you every week at Sunday, on Sundays at 1 p.m. Uh, you can also catch us on podcast uh, linked through here, WBTF's website or um, through uh, ARP social media, um, Facebook, and so forth. And uh, we really want to encourage you to reach out to us with questions that you have about programming, about aging in North Carolina. If you may have a question about what's the, pro- you know, uh, my own family's going through some of this right now with my parents where, you know, the f- some folks are thinking about relocating to North Carolina and some very basic informations to where is the best place to go to learn about resources that are available for uh, older residents moving into the state. What are the best communities to be moving into places that are going to be the most age-friendly places for them to settle down in where they can be engaged with the community, they can have a civic life, they can be, uh, they've got opportunities to, to live life to the fullest. Um, and we're really interested in sharing that information um, and those suggestions with you. What we'd really like to do is to hear from you directly. So again, send us an email, aarpwithoutlimits at aarp.org. Um, and uh, we really really would appreciate that feedback and those suggestions. Thank you all again for being with us. I am Mike Olander, State Director for AARP North Carolina, wrapping up the first of many episodes of AARP Without Limits here on WPTF. Thank you all. Make sure you go out and vote. Have a great week.